On this episode of RVA Real Estate Talk, we're going to talk about how much can you make as a part-time real estate agent. You're listening to RVA Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. Hey, I am Galen Parker. I'm still Galen Parker. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? The music's fading still? Yeah, I was like, I couldn't really hear you. I don't know if right, I can really hear you that much that. in these headsets the at all. The listeners so. don't know. I can hear you more than in here. So. These are just for looks. These are just, that's Studio what 77, just put them on for looks. Not I'm doing great, deal. man. Yeah. I'm back. I was off last week. I know. This is uh, the worst week of my life mental, last week. <laughs> mental sabbatical. Uh, now I'm back in full... What is it? Full fledge? Full swing. swing? Swing. You're definitely full swing. Uh, I don't like that. Yep. I always thought it was weird when people swing and dance. I don't like that. Uh, I'm in full swing. Is that what it's talking about? Is that what, how, where that came from? I know. Someone look hey, up the, studios, the etymology hey, of that. We need Mike to be our Googler. Can you tell us where full swing came from? Nope. I'd like. Oh, I'd love. I'd love to know where that where that term comes from. <laughs> I got. Too many things going on. Like, is it a really bad term, and then we just use it like normal? Exactly. Like, you ever think about, like, when someone's like, I really screwed the pooch, and you're like, where did that come from? I think that's pretty much... Like, at what point was the situation so bad? (laughs) Like, oh, my goodness. What have I done? (laughs) Jeremy, stop it. (laughs) I need to know where all of these things come from. It feels good to be back. I I get really bad anxiety when I have so many activities where none of them are revenue generating. Uh, That was my whole last week. Yeah, it's kind of like fires and like our bank switched over and just like stopped paying payroll to all of our employees and they were just like no solution they had they're just just not gonna do it online banking they were just like try to sign in and then somebody (laughs) else somebody else had my online banking profile i guess the new bank (laughs) so then all of the phone numbers were wrong to try to recover passwords and they were just like which you would think that there should be some metric some way to measure that and be like okay this is an issue. Like, two users. It was a nightmare. Like, it was literally the biggest nightmare. X value should equal one, not two. And then two. it's holidays, you know, time. I mean, I don't this know when y'all are listening to right this, now. but... You're in that Monday through Friday where it's like, people are kind of working. We just got past Christmas, depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah. This will probably go up in a couple weeks, but uh, we're about people to go into New the Year's. Yo, so, fun fact that All I right. that I read this Ring week it. before we go into our deep dive. Uh, I try not to ramp for too long before our deep dive, but I read an article this week about the real estate market, and they did a survey of markets where agents got into bidding wars. Oh, I saw that. Nice. And over 80% of agents surveyed in Richmond, Virginia, which is where we are, were in bidding wars on the contracts that they wrote. So out of 10 contracts, eight of them, they were dealing with multiple offers. And out of all of the cities that they surveyed across the nation, Richmond, Virginia came back as the highest. So if you're listening to this locally as a realtor, you feel our pain. And if you're listening to this anywhere else in the country, you're probably also feeling the pain. But Stand up Richmond, Virginia. I know. Markets like this make better agents, in my opinion. Like at the end result, when you walk out of the fire, you've got a better... If you're still in the business. Yeah, exactly. Once you walk out of the fire, so it's like, to me, that means Richmond should, the end result, the end product of agents should be a superior 
agent we've been tested by fire for so long yeah i'm trying to thin the herd let's just get rid of all the all the bad ones and if we didn't mention it yet please like and subscribe to our channel we're going to be doing some different videos coming up obviously we put the podcast on this channel you're probably listening maybe to the podcast on uh whatever your podcast platform is but if you find us on youtube as well uh, you'll see that we're also going to be doing some agent training videos and things like we that. We are all in for YouTube. I feel like 2018, 2019, 20, we were dabbling in YouTube. We had a presence in YouTube, but 2021, we've hired full-time staff yeah. uh, for YouTube. Um, so they're, they're going to put little click buttons below us so that you'll be able to click and subscribe and there'll be like a little dazzling thing going off. So, and, and if they don't let us know and we'll just find someone else who can do it. Yeah. And reach kidding, out to Mike. us if you want, if you want any help on anything, you know, I obviously, <laughs> <Mike's face. laughs> sorry, I, sorry just, I just wanted to say that I've been enjoying making the new thumbnails with you guys. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to, trying to make all of these things better. So if you're an agent or a team and you're looking to grow, feel free to reach out to us. We've been helping agents all over the country kind of blow up but anyways do we want to jump right into the deep dive i've been trying not to rant for 20 Let's minutes before we deep. get to deep so mike give it to us we got a lot of volume in these mics too so try not to blow our eardrums long man these things are loud today but i appreciate you know, like when it. you were talking them i could not hear a word you were saying Galen's voice is very loud you don't hear my voice no, i can good? hear you oh good no i say when he was playing the music he was talking i was like i can't hear you i could just see you holding the mic all right listeners watchers our topic for today ladies and gentlemen how much money how much <laughs> I was like, are we doing a back and forth? I don't know. Like I, so he's making up words. Here, here's the thing. Uh, we've got Industry. a lot of <laughs> strategy. we got a lot of letters, comments, DMs, mostly DMs. Instagram is very ripe with DMs, with questions that people have. And one of the number ones that we've been getting recently is how much money can I make as a part-time agent? And that's something that some teams and some agents, they're going to discourage you from. They're going to say, you got to be full-time, and there's a reason for that, but honestly, let's be realistic. We encourage you to be part-time because you're never going to go full-time unless you're part-time. If you have to do one, right? Like, if it's yeah. if it's all or nothing, then you might as well and take, very take your few, stab at there, it. Yeah, there's very few people who are like, you know, they're an accountant, and then they just went full-time. I mean, that does happen, but a lot of people got to edge their way. Jared, he went part-time I first. I went part-time first. Mike went part-time first. I don't know about Mike. I just made that up. But so we're going to talk about some of the factors, some of the things you need to know before you go part-time. I like it. Where do you want to start? So I, I've been, you and I, we, we sat down last night for more hours than people would have imagined, kind of doing a little bit of research on Mainly this. we were playing video games, but. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave that last part <laughs> off. Uh, you know, doing research and just pulling on our own personal experience. And we came to the conclusion that the answer is, it depends, right? So, and we're going to talk about why that is, but there's certain factors like I wrote down your city your drive and your network to me those are three things and they it's like a mushroom 
you know, it's going to explode as soon as you touch it. So we're going to look about, you know, why that is. So your city. Why would the city, Jared's like mushroom, mushroom cloud explosion. Okay, gotcha. Pick up a history book. Right. Uh, your city, and that that's going to be, why would it be different if you were in, we've talked about this earlier, Los Angeles yeah. versus Chesapeake, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, well, West right? Virginia. Yeah. Let's just West Vir- does the whole Anywhere. country, of West, the whole state of West Virginia of versus Los Angeles. Jared, why would, that, why would that even make a difference? Well, obviously, we work on a commission basis, right? So, Absolutely. you know, you can name your commission as whatever it is, but let's just hypothetically say you're making your 3%. If your average price point is a million dollars, then mm. it's nice to know that you're going to make a $30,000 gross commission That's at least. Nice. On every deal you do versus if you're in something like West Virginia where maybe your average is one hundred and fifty or $200,000, now your average is only going to be a few thousand dollars. Right. Right. So that's giant. You know, so you're already seeing just the production that you have to do. Because, I mean, think about it. How much does an average agent sell per year? So, like how many deals, not volume? Uh, I would but, say the average is between 10 and 12. No, that's not true at all. The average agent? Yeah, it's way less than that. You think it's less? 100% it's less than that. The average full-time agent? The, 100%. What do you got? I mean, the 100%, if you look at all the averages, even just in Richmond... What would you pull up? Your average deals per agent is like five deals an agent. Interesting. That's not what Google said this morning. That's not what Realtor.com said. So maybe what it's doing is it's blending. It's just taking the full-timers at your it's, 10 to 12. We're, we're talking about full-time agers, they're saying. Full-time agers. Full-time gotcha. agents, they're saying 10 to 12 transactions a year. That makes sense. And so we should. you really have to look at the numbers and clarify, because when you look at something like... Um, you know, the Association of Realtors, at least here in our city, we've got about 6,000 agents. Mm-hmm. I want to say the last time we looked at it, there was like 3,000 or close to 3,000 that hadn't even logged a sale, right? So those are going to average in with all of the people that are, right? Yeah. But there's also full-time agents that aren't selling 10 to 12, and there's full-time agents that are selling like 100. So I, I do get what you're saying. If you pulled out all the part-timers, and yeah, maybe you're sitting at yeah, 10 I to just, 12. Yeah, I, I just pulled up this. It's just when national. When you run the average yeah, across they're agents. They're talking about national full-time. full-time sales. So if you run it across all agents, pretty much, yeah. it's it's five. It's like five. And then the way I look at it is when we look at agents you know, on the team, typically most of those guys are going to do um, 10 to 12 either way. So when we think about the numbers, though, if you look across the board, you're talking about five. So we're talking about part-timers. Right. So that's the thing. If, if you're full-time, you're saying 10 to 12. If you're part-time, let's just cut that in half then. That's what they did. And yeah. then, So now you're saying five. So again, if you're in a market that's average price points a million bucks, now you're talking about $5 million in sales or $150,000 in commission, right? Versus if your average price point was $200,000, less than 30000 right, in gross yeah. commission. So that's why the market is is very key, depending on it's your where you're city. At. You know, it really depends on you know what's going on. You're, I, I looked at some statistics. I thought it was pretty interesting for our city, um, and I used Realtor.com. There's some other sources, information sources that, as realtors, we have access to. But for the average person who's at his desk, um, he's in his office, he's on his lunch break, he's gonna Google it. Pulled up Realtor.com. Said for Richmond, it said the median price for Richmond was two eighty six. Yep. So if you're, you can, as you said, you can name your own commission, but let's just say you, you're based it off like a 3%. You're, you're the buy side or maybe the sell side, you're 3%. And t- kind of talked about that after you think about like broker splits and possible team splits, all this stuff, you kind of walk away with like 1.7% of that yeah, I commission. Yeah. I mean, so. most agents, you think, oh man, that's a, what is that, $8,500 commission pretty much about what you're, what yep. you're talking about, right? Something in there. 
And so most people think, oh man, if I was making eighty five hundred bucks a month, that's Absolutely. great. Absolutely. But he's right. You're going to walk away with probably about half of that yep. as a standard agent, right? If you were a high producing agent, maybe you've negotiated some good splits. Maybe you went to some kind of discount brokerage because you just didn't need the training or the help or the whatever. So you figure you'll pay him a couple hundred bucks a transaction. Maybe yeah. you can keep a little bit more. But on average, if you go to any of the major brokerages, you're probably going to take anywhere from 70 on the high end to 50. I mean, if you're EXP, yeah. you're 80. So let's just say low end half to yeah. 80% with something like EXP. Yeah, it came out for Richmond. It was like 4,800 bucks off yeah. of a 286 sale. And then you still have your overhead, your expenses, yeah. you know, your gas to do the deal. Did you pay for real estate photography for the listing, for marketing yeah. signs, lock boxes? And then once all of that's out, whatever you're left with, you still get taxed on, right? Yeah, exactly. So it was like if you got five transactions, as you mentioned, it was like 24 grand. Yeah. Uh, then you got to take out all your expenses and all the other stuff. So. You know, it kind of like whittles down. It's very city dependent. And so for some people, you really have to make sure that you understand. Like if you're like 8,500 times five, that's great. And it's like, that is great. But that's just not how math works. Well, and again, depending on your market, because if you're in New York City, that's not a lot of money. If you're in West Virginia, you're like, great. I'm sorry, Uh, West Virginia. In general, I don't mean to hate on West Virginia. Huntington, West Virginia, you've done me well. We are, you are attached to us. We are in, (laughs) we are in real Virginia. We don't, we don't. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, I love that. We're kidding, but seriously. Uh, so right. we're gonna get some hate mail. He's right. I hope so. Do they have the internet? Uh, so I'll, I'm but I'm, I'll give you all a good stat because this Drop is, some stats this is on entitled "How much stats. can a part-time real estate agent make?" And so I found a, a actual survey that was done, and they said that 20 hours or less per per week, right? You okay. consider that definitely part-time, right? Absolutely. The half of yeah, yeah, half, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. half of full-time. Uh, the average agent was making $24,566 a year. Okay. Now, again, I don't think that's taking into account any kind of splits, any kind of I feel like anything. that's gross. Yes. Okay. So if you think about that, by the time you paid your splits off, you're left with about 12000 and then you have your taxes, and you're left with Which, about 6000 Which, you know, it's 6, funny. 000. Just to think about that. That does make sense to them say, like, the pre- given the gross number, because it's like when you get paid a salary no one's like hell here's how much you're gonna make after because they just give you the yeah, big number 100%. and you're getting super excited so yeah 24 that makes so, sense but that's what that's what is so crucial to look at when you're looking at these stats though because you may look and say well twenty four thousand dollars a year already is not that much money but even if like okay i live at home or maybe it's a side gig okay cool but mm-hmm. once it's whittled away and it turns to six is it really worth your time at 500 bucks a month right so then you have to figure out okay well am i in a market where again the prices are higher so i can beat that average out yeah. like we talked about um it's funny because when you look at it when it goes from 21 to 39 hours so still hypothetically part-time <laughs> you're 39 hours you're 39 hours you're 39 <laughs> hour part-timer but then it goes up to forty six thousand four hundred and fifty eight dollars okay so now you're starting to get into more of the average salary across just america when yeah. you think about what the average american makes right you're getting into those averages now but you're you're starting to knock on full-time hours right once you jump to 51 40 to 50 hours that goes to eighty one thousand three hundred. So it's interesting, from 20 to 20 to 40, it doubles. And then from 39, just with that extra 10, we see it double again. Yeah. And then if you really want to work your life away, uh, 51 to 59 hours, <laughs> on average, 99,000, and 60 hours or more, 145. 
thousand yeah. dollars on average so we can see it raise and these are averages again yeah. so there's agents that are doing part-time that are making six figures a year and there's <laughs> agents that are working full-time if you had to guess how many days a week does the average full-time seven, agent seven. yeah it's seven yeah we work seven days i a week was like I, sure. I was looking at some of the facts and i was just like i work seven hour or seven days a week so Think about where those numbers, look at that graph, and just think about, you know, what does it take for you to do that? And that, that kind of moves us into, do you have more, I don't want to move until you've got, no, that's, drop us some knowledge I, the, bombs. The, well, the number's the big thing. So just keep in mind that if you're an average part-time agent, you're 25 grand a year. So then you have to figure, am I going to be average? Am yeah. I below average? Because nine out of oof. 10 fail out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Or am I going to be an above average part-time realtor? And I'll, and I'll throw even like our numbers out. My first year, I worked another 40-hour job. Um, so I did, I did it on the side and we'll probably get into that in more detail, but I probably did about maybe double the average part-time salary the first year. And then by the second year, it was still part-time. And I think I was at the 60 hour or more salary per the, the thing, but I worked my butt off in that, you know, part-time gig. I mean, I was, I was in another full commission sales job. So it's not like some people where they go to the full-time job and they can't do anything real estate related. You know, I was blasting calls off for one job and blasting calls off for real estate at the same time. So I kind of worked it in. So I guess it depends on what your other job Mike, is. Mike, what do you got? And I was just saying, I was thinking, applying it to like a business of starting your own business. I mean, 100%. That's what, it, I mean, when I started out, it's the same thing. I actually went all in, grinding, the grind, you know, just to make it work because I was sick of what I was doing before. But, you know, cost wise and everything, expenses wise, if you can dial in in the beginning, and learn what's going to benefit you at the end of the year, like tracking your miles, like doing all these things as a business owner, having a business mind, uh, owner mindset, not just a part-time employee. Yeah, it will benefit you long run. Yeah, and we'll do we'll actually do bullet points on that towards the end of what I think you should be doing if you do go part-time. The uh, the next thing, I, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about both of our experiences, but we talked about your city and now your drive. Yeah, um, because that is going to be so important whether you are any type of agent. But if you're a part time agent, you've really got to have that <laughs> dialed in um, because you can work part time. And as you mentioned, you can get full time results. Yeah, but that is so dependent on your drive to do. So, Jared, describe you. What was your schedule? Uh, oh. <laughs> and I'll tell you mine. What was your schedule when you were doing both jobs? I worked eight to six Monday through Thursday. Thursday at my full-time job. So yeah. I was allowed to have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off in the other job, but I did work 10 hours a day for the other four days. It was full commission, my other job as well. Um, but I would typically make anywhere from maybe 100 to 150 calls a day for my one job. And then in between, any real estate leads that I had coming in, I was dialing those as soon as they came in as well. So maybe I was making 40 to 50 real estate calls a day at that point. So a couple hundred calls a day between that's a them. lot of calls oh yeah yeah i mean but but again when you start you're dialing for dollars what else because you do? <laughs> exactly it's like you don't have any past clients calling you you don't have any deals going so when we bring on like a new agent on the team one of the biggest things i try to tell them is like guy if you've got 10 pending deals you're busy just going to home inspections writing paperwork doing showings you know, setting up showings, negotiating contracts doing all of these things getting to closing if you've got none of that that's that's 40 hours of work a week, right, when you're cranking deals yeah. out that you literally don't have at all. So all you can do is wake up and think, how do I make a deal? 
That's it. Out of nothing, yeah. So it's it's open houses on the weekend. So that, that was my thing. So I would make calls all day. I'd pop out of my other job to go to home inspections when I start getting stuff under contract. I'd run to closings. I'd get their gifts. On the weekends, I'd be sitting in open houses. I grabbed a builder pretty soon into my uh, first couple of years in the business because I was part-time for two years. And, uh, man, I would sit in that builder's house like every weekend. It'd be raining. I'd just be sitting there. You know, every week, just whoever came in. And if no one came in, then I was making calls, right? But that, like, goes to bear point. And that is a lot of these part-time realtors that get in it, even agents that come on our team, right? When you have the freedom to do whatever you want in business, not everybody is going to take that freedom and use it wisely. Because if they're working from home and no one is, is saying, hey, clock in and make 200 calls right now, just the mental attitude for people to actually get up because making calls isn't fun for most people most people don't want to be rejected on the phone most people don't want to call strangers most people don't like that right most people don't want to go up their weekends every weekend to go to open houses so we have a lot of agents or i've seen agents in the past come in i'm like you should be in an open house every weekend but then every weekend it's like well i was supposed to go out of town this weekend with my girlfriend you know wineries family here we do brunch here and then you're just like hey give up the mimosas like this is what you do until you don't have to do it anymore. I, uh, I'll, I'll jump in on that because I, I love that idea because I started, I was working for a Fortune 200 company in a supervisory role. I worked, technically it was like 7.30 to 5, mm-hmm. but I was getting there at you know 7 in the morning. I was work, working until 6. I'd come home. My phone would ring 8, 9. My phone would ring at 3 in the morning. And like at the same time, I was like also on my lunch break trying to like study for real estate things, take courses on, you know, closing transactions, how to provide better real estate customer service, how to look into leads. And so it's just like by the end of the day, it's like I was exhausted and anyone who like was anywhere near me was exhausted because they were just like looking at me like you don't look well. But I was like, I knew that if I kept doing this, it would all work out. So. Don't be surprised if, if, if you're a part-time agent. It, it's part-time, not sometimes. So you could possibly be working like 10 to 12, sometimes 13 hours a day. And so just be, and I always I worry when I hear people say like, I want to get into real estate part-time. And they yeah. think that means like, you know, I'll do like four or five hours a week. And yeah. naturally if that I four or five sell hours. one a month. Yeah, know? That, yeah, naturally that four or five hours a week will turn into like, you know, five transactions yeah. a month. And, you know, I've got a lot of family that, and it's just kind of like if you think that that's how it's gonna go i mean i was did you have a lunch break when you were working i don't i don't i don't i don't just don't have breaks yeah i, I was like there was no like lunch break i don't it was get a just break now like, i'm like i'm like <laughs> eating in my car like an animal you and I like, like eating, eating chipotle like, together, burritos like, driving down the road most sitting of the time in silence, does, it, crushing food. does it bother you when you go someplace and they're like oh he's at lunch like I'm like oh when you call yeah. somebody go, they're like yeah sorry somebody. he's not available right now he's at lunch I'm I'm like, I'm, what I, is that it drives me crazy I, mean, I don't do business to business sales anymore so I don't ever get that anymore but I do but I do under I do get it like I don't know I'm just always available well think about like you know when we try to schedule that event not telling we're like we're trying to call and they're like oh so and so's at lunch oh so and so's there and I'm like how are you not available to take this <laughs> money making phone call I was like that that's wild but uh, you you talked about making all of those phone calls which is so important I mean it's like if you get into the business and you've got this 40 hours of free time and we give you leads, it's like your leads should be so tired of you Man. calling 
because it's like what else are you doing like they that's your possibility so like wipe out those leads when i when we assign agent leads and i like log in and i see like oh came in three days ago no phone call it's like a little blood blister pops under my eye <laughs> jared rushes me to the hospital and they're like what happened and they're like the leads thing the doctor's like get it because he knows how crazy jared and i get what about it just does leads? i mean to me it's one of those things that it's speed to lead it's oh my it's, goodness it's everything is what are you going to put in right so for this part-time agent they think oh i can post some stuff on social media here and there and i'll tell my family that i'm a realtor and like i'm just gonna grab traction and that's not <laughs> the case and even me it took me about seven months in the business to really build a pipeline to start selling i mean i got into the beginning of the year and i don't think i closed my first deal until july and that you may be listening to this as a, as a full-time agent or part-time agent or someone that's already a realtor and thinking man i did much better than that um, and you could be thinking I did much worse than that. I know some people get traction right away. Most of the agents that come on our team because we have lead systems and because we have everything to train them, um, they're getting deals literally their first month and putting stuff under contract and having pretty successful first years in the business. I wasn't on a team. I was just a solo agent trying to figure this thing out by myself while working a full-time job. When it was said and done, I think I did maybe like 46000 the first year in gross commissions, which was all pretty much July to the end of the year because I did nothing in the first seven months. And then by the next year, it was almost 150000 gross while working another full-time job. So it's it's hard to say, you know, look at this stat at $25,000 a year. It's very depressing almost to look at. But just know, I mean, I, you know, I did six times that the second year in full-time because I worked my butt off at it. So you can 100% make good money but it is it is really about what are you doing to drive the business? Are you are you doing oh what goodness. it takes every day? Part time work, not some time work. Yeah, exactly. And so two of the things you got to think about is what's your niche going to be, right? You got to figure like if I'm going to get into this, it's not going to be family, <laughs> unless you're, yeah. unless your dad's a builder or a flipper or somebody that's like here's all of our business. It's just not because at the end of the day, some of them won't even refer you business. Some of them aren't going to be buying houses. And a lot of the times when you think your family's going to use you, um, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, we've had this family agent forever already, or, you know, you don't have the experience or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, you're not going to get wealthy off of that. So you got to figure out what is your niche, right? So um, are you in, again, a good circle of sphere of influence? Are your friends already maybe wealthy or do you have good people <laughs> that, that would are be nice. investors or flippers? I mean, we have a guy on our team that pretty much just sells to flippers and he is part-time. He has a full-time job as an accountant. Yeah. And he's that's spend, what we support part-time. Yeah. And, and he does great he's sold about 20 houses this year he's killed it uh and he just has a handful of renovators that he sells their stuff and helps them pick up their stuff um so it works you know where's your network are you a country club member are you you know like me i'm in the porsche club so i like to like talk to all those guys like what's your sphere you know watches i like watches so i'm in like a couple watch clubs like where's your friends where where are you getting this business from your actual sphere and then what's your niche going to be outside of that? Is it internet leads? Is it open houses? Is it... Are you social media mavens? What yeah. Do you, I like uh, y your thought there about uh, it's not going... I wrote that your network so i wrote down it's not going to be your family because like we all everyone everyone thinks it's like my family my friends naturally yeah. they're going to just hand me business and i think about 
when Jared and I do like the client appreciation, when the whole team does a client appreciation party, it's like we've been we've been inviting you out to things, we've been bringing you pies, we've been bringing you dinner, happy hour, and that's how a successful agent is. They're bringing you stuff. They're they're buying your kids Girl Scout cookies, and then you come along. You've done nothing for them other yeah. than be a blood relative. And like, hey, here's my very first. Stuff. Are you going to give me your business? Yeah. Like the family's like, we are going to support you in other ways. Yeah, they're like, I really need the money though. Yeah, it's like they're like, we really like you, nephew. Yeah. Jeffrey, yeah, but we're gonna continue to support these people who constantly support us. It's like, how many of your clients have you referred business to their their endeavors? Yeah, exactly. That happens to us all the time. It's like, so don't count on your family. And I have I have friends and family that are insurance agents that are financial advisors that are. It doesn't mean I want them to have my money to advise advise me financially. It doesn't mean that they run my insurance. You know, it it doesn't. (laughs) I've sent referrals to people that I haven't even used myself. I'm like, yeah, this guy's great. They're like, you. I'm like that's not important, you know, yeah. But it's like they're great. I'm like I don't want them to have my stuff personally because sometimes that one-on-one, you know, you don't want them to know too much. Yeah. And another thing to think about when I'm thinking about this part-time thing is what are you doing for your professional development, right? I mean, what we've noticed, and there's actually a stat that I found, and it said that agents stat that, alert agents that invest in their professional development opportunities earn nearly fifty thousand dollars more than agents who are failing in this area. So what does that mean? Uh, courses, right? In-person conferences, uh, what are you doing as far as reading books, as far as masterminding with other agents, things like that. You know, we've been to two conferences for EXP just this year, one down in Dallas, one in Vegas, and both conferences I got something out of, at least one, one key thing where I came back and said, we've got to restructure this part of our business, or we're not doing this at all, we need to add this in. So if you're not doing anything like that, then you're just kind of on your own floundering. So you really want to be making sure that you're developing, that you're surrounded by other agents that are successful so that they can help you be successful. That's a big thing for us, obviously, especially with eXp. It's been the biggest thing is the proximity to really giant agents that are doing 500, 600 deals a year, a billion dollars in sales a year, these mega teams where we can just kind of take pieces of it and incorporate it. So professional development is key. So you, you think about that 24,000, you know, so some of that money has got to go back to, we talk about expenses, but I mean, investing in yeah. yourself, Plane training tickets, yourself, hotels, oh, books, yeah. taking tickets. people out to lunch. It's like, how are you going to get like, and we'll talk about that another day. But it's like, how do you make contact with like a big agent if you're not like offering them something of value for their time? Their time is very valuable. Yeah. And then, and then my last thing, Galen, I think has a, another point too, but um, my last thing before I wrap this up is how long you've been doing it, which if you're thinking about getting in as part-time, then you've been doing it for zero days already in zero years but it's amazing when you look at there's another stat that again i don't want to steal their stuff and put it up here but we had a stat as far as how much money people earn in the business and it says under a year they don't even put a a number on it which is insane right like they can't fit the number in the yeah in the graph infinitesimally small yeah so under a year is a it's like i don't know $6,000 probably based on where the little white line is by one to three years. It's it's thirty eight thousand by four to ten years it's sixty three thousand it's eleven years plus before it hits a hundred plus thousand mm-hmm. and again this is not saying that you have to be in this business for ten years before you can make six figures absolutely but not. It, if anything it should reflect on you the fact that this isn't the business that you come in and you're like oh six figures is so easy I'm gonna do this for six this is not an easy job so just know that. And, and just know that with time, it's going to get easier. And even if you decide to remain part-time, if you can get through that first year to hump, 
and get some traction, that it should get easier. At some point, people should start finally referring you business. You should start having past clients, residual clients. Familiarity Think, of your name. That's that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, like for us, we, we did 177 deals this year, I think. We're on track for probably 250 to 300 deals next year. Um, and, and now it's like, you know, everywhere we go, it's just strangers. Like I went to the bank today and I've never met the guy and he was like, you're selling a lot of houses. And I was like, who are you? And he's like, oh, you got a sign on my street and this and that. And I mean, it's just the, the randomness of people that are like, I can't wake up without seeing the Davis group somewhere in Richmond. Absolutely. But that's taken us a decade to get to, right? We've been in this thing for 10 years, but I mean, based on all of that stuff, we're still doing all of these things. So even though we're full-timers, even though we've been in this 10, we still do professional development. We didn't cap out. We didn't hit 10 years and say, I don't need any more conferences. I've learned all that I can learn. Exactly, right? I mean, we literally are building new niches every day. We're literally going to new conferences every quarter. We're literally masterminding every second that we can and trying to build. That's why we love when people like whoever's listening to this reach out to us so that we can help them and have them help us because there's got to be some value there so that we can all help each other grow. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I, the only thing how we talked about network, and I just said surround yourself. Whoever whoever you're working with, your network needs to be comprised of people who are going to support your vision and your goal, whatever that is. Yeah. If, if you reach out to Jared and myself, we will help you articulate your vision. We will help you put it to paper. We'll help you to see what you can do. But make sure you're supporting. You're, you're with someone who supports you because there's nothing worse when you're like, I want to do this, and person's like, You can't do that. That's a terrible idea. It's just like, well. For every no you hear, you need 16 yeses to overcome it in your brain. That's the statistic. Yeah. So don't hang out with people that tell you you can't do anything. Oh, my you goodness. You can do anything you want. If, if you just hang out with me and you, like we'll tell you, like absolutely. Oh, me and Jared hype each other up. I know. Our team's always like, you guys are so positive. And we're like, get on board. Just get on board. That's, that's all you You admit. can do this. <laughs> that's right. We're just like the tokens of positivity. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything else we need to cover? You think we did it all? I think we've done a really nice job. Cool. Well, look. How, how do you like the setup, though? I'm loving it. Do we have to talk about this on camera right now? <laughs> I, Mike's got to throw saying, his stuff in. It was really hard hey, to find Eddie, the table. Eddie, can you edit this out later? <laughs> just edit this. Ed, just take this no whole point out. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean we got know, some kinks to work out. The but table's I, I look, round. The table's the round. Table's so round. You guys look closer together like you always are. Yep, we're always close. Um, you know. When, I, nice. when we get the new house built, we'll just do it over there. We'll make them bring everything over. We can just, like, we have the beer tap and everything in the bar. We can just do it in the basement. Do it at the we bar. Do it at the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. I like it. Yeah, we're right. building a house. We'll talk about Thanks that. Thanks for the, the next, idea. We'll talk about that in the next podcast. Anyways, if you are an agent and you're looking to get into the business, please reach out to us. You can reach out to us. There's a bunch of contact information on our YouTube. If you're listening to this, though, you can email me at Jared. It's J A R E D at Central. VA, like Virginia, realty.com. That is Jared at centralvarealty.com. You don't have to be in Virginia. You don't have to be in Richmond. If you're anywhere in the country or even the world and you're looking to get into real estate, please reach out to us. We just brought in an agent in New York City. We've got some others that are talking to us out of Canada. So for sure, just reach out to us or you can get Galen at... I am at Galen at Central. VARealty.com, or if you are on Instagram, not sure if you're familiar with that uh, little uh, device, uh, it's your realtor's favorite realtor, RVA. Uh, love to hear from you. Love to get some comments from you. I really appreciate it. You guys have been supporting us in such a massive way that uh, we 
Love you. It's been amazing. I am underscore underscore the Davis group on Instagram. Again, feel free to reach out to us, like, subscribe, let us know what you want to hear as far as topics go, and we will catch you next time. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at jared at centralvarealty.com or galen at centralvarealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. 